Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's Business Soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Today, we have from Reputation Defender, Rich Mata. We're going to be talking about the rather controversial movement known as Right to Be Forgotten. Rich, what is the Right to Be Forgotten? The Right to Be Forgotten is a campaign that we've launched at righttobeforgotten.org. You can sign the petition. It's really our call for some legislation, federal legislation in the United States, similar to what's been done in Europe several years ago, to give Americans the opportunity to remove from Google and from uh, certain internet platforms certain information that should be considered private, you know, that doesn't really matter to the public and is having an impact on their business or their life or their livelihood. What is the genesis of this movement? We at Reputation Defender were seeing all kinds of difficult cases where people had old and inaccurate information about them on the internet. And the only solution was really what we could offer them, which is suppressing that information, pushing it down. And it takes time and it's expensive. And, you know, sure, there's always there's going to be plenty for us to do at Reputation Defender even with this legislation, but some of these cases just felt to us like, you know, it ought to be free. It ought to be a basic right, you know, for people not to know about that one time in college when somebody accused you of something maybe, and you didn't even do it. And, you know, it's still sitting there 15, 20 years later on top of your Google search, right? That, that didn't feel right to us to charge someone for that kind of service. Rich, if I'm a politician, it sounds like they could certainly use your service. If I'm accused of something, and there are a lot of accusations going about, as a politician, what can be done about those accusations, right or wrong? Let's say they're wrong. The right to be forgotten wouldn't help with a case like that because a politician is in the public sphere. And the view is, even in Europe where they define this pretty broadly, the view is you're a public-facing individual. People are going to have opinions about you. You are protected to some degree by uh, defamation law. I mean, if people are stating truly false things and that are also defamatory, hypothetically, you could sue them. So politicians really are not affected by this. They have to recognize they're in the public sphere. People are going to have lots of opinions about them and they're going to get attacks you know, from both sides at times. And that's just the, the, the course they've chosen. On a broad spectrum, can you give us a general ballpark of what people would need to invest to take advantage of Reputation Defender? as well as the right to be forgotten. Reputation Defender services run anywhere from a few thousand dollars a year all the way up to $25,000 a year, depending on the seriousness of the problem. Most cases are on the low end of that spectrum. And for that amount of money, we'll provide you with lots of professional content on the internet, a lot of profile sites, social media sites will do all the writing, will optimize the technology so that it ranks well in Google. Similarly, if you want to manage online reviews and social media and business directory listings, we have a software platform, and that runs uh, between uh, a few thousand dollars and, and five thousand dollars a year as a subscription service. And just for clarity, Right to Be Forgotten is just an initiative. It's not a service that we charge for. It's sort of a, a PR platform for us to, to explain our views that we truly hold, you know, that some of these cases shouldn't cost people thousands of dollars to remediate, right? But it's just something we're doing in the public interest, really. It's not a service that we offer. Is the Right to Be Forgotten campaign, is that a campaign that is designed to step into Reputation Defender? 
That's how we intend it. I mean, obviously, we're doing this in good faith. We think it, the legislation makes sense if defined correctly. But, um, but yeah, our idea is a lot of people would not be covered by this, even in the best of all cases. And, you know, they're going to come to know Reputation Defender by our, through our advocacy for this important issue that so many Americans actually agree with, right? And so then they'll be drawn into Reputation Defender services that they can probably use anyway. Well, and it's probably a, a, a way in which it's a door to open up the fact that they may need it. And here it is, they read about it and they go, well, maybe I ought to be looking into this. And so you can't fault Reputation Defender for that direction. Right. And, you know, the truth is, you know, I don't know if this will fly. I mean, it is a tricky issue, as you brought up a few times in the interview, John. You know, who gets to decide what's free speech and what, you know, when, when, the, when it's personal and when it's not, right? Right. Um, because obviously no one wants to suppress real free speech. Um, but, you know, it's just, it, it's sort of like, you know, Google has become in the, in the 24 years since the last rep, uh, 22 years since the last time we passed any laws in this area, Google has become the de facto judge of free speech, right? If it's on page one of Google, they just point the finger to the algorithm like uh, the CEO of Google did last week in front of Congress and say it's the algorithm. <laughs> It's not us, right? We don't, we're not responsible. Um, but, you know, that doesn't change the fact that sometimes the algorithm screws it up, right? Um, it, it takes a machine to mess it up and a human to fix it sometimes. And we think there ought to be a, a mechanism for humans to fix it when it's just like messy personal information the public really shouldn't, should not to know. They make a good point how the individuals, such as Google, are being able to act like God as it's being exposed, where they can direct the comments or the questions in a particular slant. And Congress was addressing that. And I thought the best example was when they said, can you explain to me why when you search idiot, President Trump comes up? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't work at Google and, and I'm not sure exactly what goes on behind their walls, but what they said is it's the algorithm. You know, it just happens. There's over 200 factors that feed into the algorithm, and out of that comes a set of search results. It's a very sort of uh, software engineering answer from the CEO of Google. You know, I'm not going to get into uh, whether, you know, to what degree that might be true or not, but the problem is, you know, we're, we're concerned about the average individual, too. You know, President Trump can take it, whatever's, whatever's coming. But we're t- this, is, this is affecting Main Street America and people with businesses on Main Street America, right? So um, it's those little, I don't want to call them little, it's the everyday person that we care about with this initiative. The, the person that is unfairly being smeared by information that's out there or, you know, a negative, an embarrassing or a negative uh, first impression is being cast on them for something that really the general public doesn't have a right to know. Well, algorithms are just an abstract of chaos math, and you're giving an object such as the color blue, you're giving it a number because you cannot do a chaos math calculation or an algorithm without assigning a number. Well, you can manipulate those numbers just as you can manipulate reputations online just by a slight modification of a number as you apply it in chaos math. So you can blame everything on the algorithm because it's nothing but a mathematical equation. It is an easy, convenient answer, I suppose. (laughs) It, It is. 
When questions come up, Rich, in the future about this, we'd like to give you an invitation to come back on Business Soup when we have questions about what's going on in the internet and business defense. And if we get any comments from our audience, well, we'll forward them on to you and maybe make a show out of it as well. I'd love to do that. All right, Rich, thank you so much. All right, thank you. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.